Welcome to Storytime with Uncle Reddit, a podcast where I read some of the best posts from across Reddit and around the web. Each episode is a collection of funny content that includes subjects like tales from tech support, entitled parents, choosing beggars, pro-revenge, and more. Today's episode is all about tales from tech support. And that's why we hoard things. I just had to do something I've never done in all of my 40 years. Buy a POTS phone. Why? It was needed to test a phone line to make sure it was still active before replacing a voice gateway. Those old POTS phones always had a way of just appearing for me. I've never had a need to buy one. Couldn't tell you how many I've thrown away, along with RJ11 cables, both at home and at work. I didn't toss the equipment here. My counterpart must have done it long ago, and he was unreachable to ask where I might find one. So I had to run to Walmart and drop $40 on a phone and RJ11 line at the last minute. And this, my dear casual reader, is why most techs never throw anything away, no matter how obsolete, if it's not damaged beyond repair. Yeah, that's not just tech's OP. Even being in the construction world, I can tell you right now, I've got more duplicates of hammers, wrenches, speed squares, tape measures, drill bits, drill bits coming out of my ears. Forget about 10 millimeter sockets though. That's, that's a myth. They don't, they don't ever reappear and you never have extras. But yeah, I mean, I've got power tools that I don't need. I've got, I've got boxes of screws that are 30 years old. <laughs> so screws don't really go bad unless they rust. If you got them like in the bottom of a swimming pool or something, you know, but I got, I got to confess. I mean, I hoard too much. I've got to start paring down. I got to get brutal because I'm swimming in crap. So yeah, sometimes it gets to the point where that thing that I'm going to use someday. Yeah. It's just in reality, it's not going to get used. So I'll either throw it out, sell it to somebody, give it away. Most likely I'll give it away. And, uh, yeah, clear the decks a little so it's easier to find what I do need. No, sir, this isn't tech support, but the finance department. So technically, I'm not tech support, but I always enjoy reading posts on here and had a Tales from Tech Support situation happen the other day, so might as well share. So as the title would imply, I work in the finance department of a big multinational, 500,000 plus employees. What? 500,000 plus employees around the world, and tech support is really top-notch. But basically, we have internal companies who do nothing else than provide tech support for other companies within our company. So in no way are we short of tech staff. When I started about three years ago, I quickly garnered the reputation of being that guy who knows a lot about computers. And whenever colleagues had simple questions about something not working, I would try to help them. I figured support had enough tickets to deal with, and small stuff I can help with makes everyone happier. Plus, I instantly became the department Excel guru. Example of the level of problems was that one of my colleagues tried to connect their second monitor to their laptop by running an HDMI cable from one screen to the other. So for the past three-ish years, I've been doing this regularly while also often sitting with people and creating more complex Excel sheets. The other day, I suddenly get a Teams call from some guy. Let's call him Jeff. I recognize the name of, but never had any direct interaction with. But I do some really specific finance stuff, which impacts everyone, so I get unknown people calling me all the time. Jeff. Hello, I have a problem with my computer. You need to fix it. In a real snobby tone of voice. Me. Hi, yeah, this is the finance department. If you have trouble with your laptop, you need to contact tech support. I could give you their number. Jeff. But Pete, a guy I often work with, told me you fixed his Excel. Aren't you tech support? Me. No, this isn't tech support, but the finance department. I helped Pete because he needed some help figuring out an Excel formula. 
Jeff. Well, my Excel isn't working properly. Fix it. This formula isn't doing what it's supposed to do. It just says NA. Me. Wait, isn't your Excel working? Or is a formula not working? Jeff. The formula? Me. Okay. Excel not working or a formula are two different things. Share your screen, then I'll quickly take a look and maybe I can see what the problem is. He shares his screen and I instantly see what's happening. He's trying to V-look up to the left, which obviously isn't working. Me. I already see what's happening. VLOOKUP is kind of dumb and can't look to the left. Can you press the Windows key and type Excel? I wanted to check if he was still on Office 2016 or already migrated to 365, because otherwise he could use XLOOKUP. Jeff. Why can't it look left? Me. Because it was how it was programmed. Jeff. Can't you fix it? Me. No, I'm not working for Microsoft, so I can't change how Excel functions. Please press the Windows key and type Excel. I want to check which version you're on because if you're on 365, we can use a different formula. Jeff does what I say and I see 2016. Me. Okay, you're on an older version of Office, so we have to do something else. Move column Y, three columns to the left. Then we can make VLOOKUP work. Jeff. Why can't you just upgrade my Excel? Me. Again, I'm not tech support. That's not my job. Jeff. Okay, but that column needs to be in that spot. I can't move it. Me. Okay, then move column Z three spaces to the left. Jeff. No, the report needs to stay like this. By this time, I'm basically done with this crap and his unwillingness to cooperate. Me. Okay, then I can't really help you. I don't know any other ways to fix it. I probably could have figured out something, but I can't be arsed by now. Jeff. Why don't you want to help me? Me. I do, but I don't see any other solution than moving those columns. If you had Office 365, then there would have been other options, but you don't, so I can't make it work. Jeff instantly starts shouting that I'm horrible tech support, blah, blah, blah. Me. Okay, I'm hanging up now. I don't deal with this kind of stuff. Jeff. Give me your team lead in the call. Me. My team lead is on vacation. You can send him an email. Jeff. Okay, then get me his boss. Side note, due to my manager suffering a burnout, the chain of command currently is me, my team lead, CFO, and I have almost weekly meetings with the CFO. Me. Okay, let me check and see if he's available. I quickly shoot the CFO a message if he has like two minutes for a problem I'm encountering, to which he replies, of course, and I add him to the call. CFO. Hi, what's the problem? Jeff starts ranting again about how I'm horrible support and how I don't want to upgrade his Excel to fix his spreadsheet. CFO. Okay, let me stop you there. Village people cop, you can go. I want to talk to Jeff alone. I'll handle it. I don't know what the CFO said, but about five minutes later, I get an apology mail from Jeff with CFO and CC, which he really had to throw out his ego to write. Pretty sure he had the fear of God put in him by the CFO. Well, as you can see, uh, Nickel kept turning his back to us, so I figured I'd move the camera over and we'd get Dime and Nickel with their backs to us. Yeah, Jeff sounds like he has a listening problem. It's one thing to be stuck on your Excel formulas and things like that. Lord knows I've been stuck in Excel enough times. I couldn't work with that program every day. Um, I just don't have a head for the formulas. I've tried and tried, and I have a few, but most of it's all in my head, I know, but whatever. But then when the guy's trying to explain to you, A, that he's not tech support, he's just trying to help you to be nice, and you're still ranting and hollering at him. You don't holler at tech support anyway, but... You know, to yell at the wrong guy? That's ridiculous, man. I'll bet that CFO did put the fear of God into him. Everything on my new computer works except the CD drive. He said it took him forever just to figure out how to get the keyboard and mouse to work. 
I mean, have you ever owned a computer where the keyboard and mouse had to plug into the monitor instead of the computer? Turns out he bought a desktop PC, and all-in-one thinking it was a monitor. He had the HDMI going from the all-in-one to the desktop and was trying to use a CD drive on the desktop. Wish he could have seen his face when I unplugged the desktop computer and his monitor didn't shut off. He looked at the desktop, then the all-in-one, then back to the desktop, and said, Wait, how's it still on? He also had his old USB Wi-Fi card plugged into the desktop, thinking that's what was providing him internet. He still had a difficult time figuring out how he was getting online without it. He'd been trying to figure it out for weeks. All that time he was turning them both on just to use the all-in-one PC. As payment for helping him out, he let me keep the brand new desktop since he had no use for it. I still have it. This was about three years ago. Only an i3, but I set it up with Ubuntu for my wife. She still uses it all the time. Well, that's a good deal. And for most people, an i3 would work fine. There's just no need for much more, uh, as long as you got decent RAM and everything. But this computer here that I'm filming and recording audio on and everything is an i5. Now, would I like something a bit more? Sure. But at the time, I bought what I had the budget for. Now, I do have a standalone graphics card and things like that, and I maxed out the RAM pretty much. So, yeah, I'll nurse it along for as long as I can. But, yeah, that's a good deal, man. Got a computer for helping out. So, I love bartering. Local IT wants me to do his job. I work in support for a practice management software. I deal with office IT every day. Inept IT is nothing new, but this guy was something special. IT calls him because users are saving documents to her shared drive. S. Docs on her local machine, then trying to add them to the software, which lives on an application server where a user also has a S. Docs. The issue is when user adds the docs to her local drive, the software is not seeing those docs in the server drive. From her local machine, I pull up both sdocs folders. Some documents exist in both, but not many, and the timestamps are all wrong on the ones that do match. I'm fairly certain the mapped drives aren't pointing to the same location, so I ask IT to log me into the server as user so I can confirm my hunch. He insists that can't be it because he's disconnected and reconnected the mapped drive, then logs me in as admin because user doesn't have permission to log directly into the server. Okay, whatever. I point out the fact that the files in local machine shared are not the same as server shared, so I again suggest that he confirm that her map drives are indeed pointing to the same location. Well, they have the same name, and I already disconnected and reconnected them. At this point, we're now an hour into a 20-minute call for an issue that's well outside the scope of my support. I create a test PDF and save to local machine shared. Then open server shared and it's not there and tell them it's clearly an issue with the network's drives not pointing to the same location as other users have been adding documents to it this whole time and he needs to map the correct drive. That's when he does it, the thing that all inept IT do. He says, well, can you just remap it for me? At which point I reply, I'm sorry, Mr. IT, but I cannot make changes to your environment as it's outside the scope of my support. You would need to get in touch with the office's IT support for that. Then quickly and politely wrap up the call. Again, not just tech support. I've run into carpenters that are the same way. You know, you'll interview them. Oh, I've got 20 years experience. Liar! Liar! I can set doors, windows, frame. I can drywall. I can do this and that. And, you know, run trim, set cabinets. Lies. It's all lies. You know, we had one guy that I hired and he had all his tools. And they looked well-worn, like, you know, like he'd been using them. Uh, the guys that scare me the most are the ones that show up with tags still all over their tools and barcodes and things. Uh, 
If they're all still shiny, that's that's a warning sign of some sort, usually. Not always. Yeah, this guy, he swore up and down that he knew how to set a window. So I went about my business, and him and a helper were setting windows. And I come back a half hour later, and yeah, he's got four or five windows set. That's pretty good. They were casements, the ones you wind out. And uh, I'm looking a little closer down the wall, exterior wall of the house, and not one of them lines up with each other. I don't know how he did it, because... All the sills, and I went I went back and checked them myself, I ran a line and a level across every window sill in the rough opening to make sure that they all sat at the same height. And, uh, yeah, when he was shimming them around, he had some up, some down. And certain houses, when you look down that wall, it's noticeable. You know, not every house is going to be noticeable. You can be off, you know, three-eighths to a half inch and get away with it, which sucks, but you can get away with it. Uh, this guy was all over the map, man. And I looked down that wall and it looked like a wave of windows. It was, it was just amazing. And then of course he wanted me to go along and hold his hand and help him fix every window. Nope. Yes. Disregard everything in my email. Quick one here for some background. I'm a student employee at my university's help desk. I'm currently doing an internship here, which means I'm in more of a software dev type role in addition to support duties. Currently, I'm troubleshooting an issue with a digital forum I'm creating and and needed to email a test user to get some more details. I've been in touch with this user previously when they first encountered the error, so each of us is aware of the issue and they're aware that I'm still troubleshooting it. The first time this user encountered the error, they sent me an email with the error message they got. An error occurred with this package, package name, ID is ID. It turned out to not be enough info to completely fix the issue, so I sent the user the following email today to get some more details. Hi user, could I have you try the form again? I expect there will still be an error that you encounter, but I've made some hidden fields on the form visible now. When you encounter the error, could you take a screenshot of the top section of the form for me? In response, I get the following. The error is sent as an email, see below. An error occurred with this package, package name, ID is ID. Seemed familiar? There was no screenshots to be found. So I'm guessing and I'm purely guessing here, sounds like the guy copy and pasted the text that he had, or he was just typing what he saw on the screen, but I guess a screenshot would have helped show something else? I don't know. Let me know down below. You've been listening to Storytime with Uncle Reddit. If you enjoy this content, be sure to follow my podcast. I upload new episodes at least three times a week.